to WRL Broadcast. I am Hate Man. With me today, we have special guest Tootitron. Huh? Hello. The Big Bad <laughs> Burger. What's up, guys? And live from the Herb Garden, Zubaz is about to give our <laughs> State of the Game address. <laughs> oh, we were doing nothing of the sort. Uh, we are here for Burger Shack and Burger Shack alone. <laughs> Actually, I think... I do want to make just one quick comment about the raid debacle. Since this episode is going to come out tonight, we were given the message to pass along just to let you know that WB is reviewing compensation and they will be giving an update about it in the next couple of days. Beautiful. I'm sure there's plenty of people on Reddit that will be happy about that. And Burger, I'm sorry to cut you off. What? Um, no, no problem. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say is I... I you know, not that everybody's listening to this, and if they are, that they're even going to listen to to my point of view. But I mean, you guys that are on VIP, you guys that you know, Zubaz, like you know, mon- helping to moderate, you know, Reddit to give us all a platform where we can share our successes, uh, ask for help, um, you know, share good ideas, or even complain and bitch whenever we there's something we don't like. Like for people that are giving their personal time, like you're not paid for that. You're not sitting here on a payroll, getting all that stuff done. Like you're doing this because you love the game, because you love the community and to have everybody sitting on here acting the way that they do. And, and and certain individuals, like some are being very respectful and just voicing grievances, which is fine. Platforms there for that. But for everybody that's not, and, you know, trying to take personal digs and, you know, and over voicing these things and, and just going crazy. Like it just, it drives me absolutely nuts. And so, you know, I, obviously I'm friends with you guys, you know, already, but you know, thank you guys for, you know, everything that you guys do. I know you haven't heard a lot of that lately, but you know, thank you guys for helping to give us that platform where we can voice ourselves and hang out as a community and, and, and learn some cool stuff. So I just wanted to add that. Well, we appreciate it. And I think some of the people that were just really upset about the area, um, the incidents and response to it. I think, I think everybody's pretty much calmed down on that front. They're still mad, but they've, they're directing the anger in the the proper direction now. But anyway, we won't dwell on that. Zubaz has had his work cut out for him in uh, Reddit lately. As the the Supreme (laughs) Tyrant, the Supreme Tyrant dictator that he is. And, yeah, um, I had to create like twenty accounts. I literally, I, I changed the banner of Reddit to War World, and then I became <laughs> Mongol. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's an appropriate month for all this. And speaking of <laughs> Mongol, why don't we start with him? And if you want to give us the lore background, Zubes. Yeah, Mongol. Um, you know, he was kind of he was supposed to be a little bit like Dark Side Light. Um, he's, he's not a new God. A lot, a lot of people think that, but he's not, he, he's from a different alien race. Um, but he is somebody that can go toe to toe with Superman. Um, he's got a lot of like incredible feats of strength. Uh, he is a tyrant of war world, which is like a planet toy that just kind of floats around the solar system, uh, which is kind of fun. Um, He's, he's mostly a Superman or Justice League villain, but you do see him, especially after the uh, New 52, he pops up um, as a main Green Lantern villain, um, which kind of gave him a little bit more depth, I think. He 
he kind of, one of his things, because he has yellow skin, he's like a little bit resistant to Green Lantern attacks. Uh, He's pretty good at collecting rings. So so he's a fun character. And then I would say, lastly, if if you're looking for, if you're not familiar with Mongol, uh, the, the absolute best story that he ever was in, uh, it's called For the Man Who Has Everything. It's Superman Annual 11 from 1985. Uh, it is an Alan Moore story, which Alan Moore Superman stories are pretty rare. Uh, but that was like a really, really well-received story. I recommend everybody check that out. If you're not into reading, they've also adapted that. Um, the second episode of Justice League Unlimited is kind of an adaptation of that story. So check that out. It's, it's For the Man Who Has Everything. It's a great story. And Mongol... He's a big bad, and it's 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 about high time that they added him to the game. Cool. Um, yeah, Berger, so, I know you're a big Mongol fan, so yeah. So my so the first time I ever ran across Mongol was actually you guys remember like Death and Return of Superman when he came back, and you know they find out you know Cyborg Superman isn't you know all that he's cracked up to be, um, and then you really kind of have like this. Um, like the team that's kind of getting formed to go take him down, right? Like all like the new reign of Superman people and, and Superman's back and he's kind of depowered. Um, but then Mongol, like he actually is kind of like the second in command, like in war world, it's all about like who can, like who can kind of be like the top dog. And so, you know, Mongol generally is the top dog, but there are times where people go in there and they overthrow him. And so cyborg Superman overthrew him. Um, but one of the cool things I really saw, you know, you kind of see, Hal Jordan, you know, because this is before Parallax Hal Jordan, before Zero Hour and, and all that other stuff. But you see um, him, you know, grieving Coast City and looking for a, a a person to blame. And so he goes toe-to-toe with Mongol. And so you see that, you know, at this point, like, it's all like, hey, my green ring can't really do anything to you, but I'm going to load up and you're going to see me rock this green exoskeleton and go toe-to-toe with Mongol. And then at the end, you know, you see like a beaten down Hal Jordan, but that prevailed. And so that that was really kind of my first, um, the first time I was seeing him, you know, as a, you know, young, young burger uh, running around reading comic books. And so, <laughs> But ever since that point, like you kind of like got this feeling, like, hey, like you know, he he is he is a really you know badass that's out there, and um, but that was my my first experience with him. But yeah, so from there, you know, looking at him coming into the game, um, you know, I, looking at his kit initially, I was kind of excited about him um, to a point where I'm like, man, like I need to, I really need slow gears because this damn up up and away keeps you know kicking me in the teeth every week every month um but you know I'm, I'm excited about him like i see i don't think he's a specter counter but i think he does some things that better equips your team to manage specter um like big fan of like you can't get stunned as long as he's alive so that's awesome and then also the uh stun that he's able to place on with his three um, that and ignores immunities and can't be purged. Um, yeah, I think it really starts to arm your team with being able to go out there and take down or be more competitive against Spectre. Spectre's still ridiculous, but um, with that, the only the only real issue that I see with him is Spectre's still faster than he is. So you have to get him a move in order to be um, in order to make a difference because Spectre still. I mean, hell, I, I'm 
my L5 is getting wiped out by L5 Spectres with their AOE. Um, and so if you if you're fortunate where Spectre starts with this two or is one, then yeah, he'll he'll be fine. But if he starts with his AOE and he goes first, then then he's not. So I've been I've been needing to pair him with like Impulse or other people that 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 get him a move to go first. But that's kind of my early notion of him. Tootie, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, so in game for Mongol, I don't really have a few a strong connection to this character like Burger does, um, but. Um, I, I saw the kits for this month and I was like, oh shit, I, or I need to um, invest in this because this is the month that we have kind of needed for a long time as far as like we needed the Aquaman month for Black Flash and we need this month for Spectre. Um, and even then, I don't know if this month is going to be like Aquaman, but it's fine. Um, as far as Mongol goes, his kit is okay. I'm only at L2 right now. And for L2 um in my like l5 to rebirth 5 world of pvp um i have to spam the basic attack on mongol because he does not have the health the defense the stats to like survive um in my like pvp world at this point in time so i have to spam that to make sure he gets the awareness i do want him to be at least l3 but i just don't want to pay the money for it because I do think that the stun that Berger talked about is very valuable. Um, other than that, though, he has been an interesting leader for sure. He's like, you don't really notice it as much how good he is because like um, the stuns that you're preventing just aren't happening. So like, it's kind of like one of those um, effects that you think are kind of nominal because um, you're just playing like normal, but that's what he allows you to do. He allows you to play like normal because if he wasn't there and those stuns did take effect, you would just get ran over essentially by all these characters out there. Um, I am considering bringing him to Rebirth 5 later on, like in six months when his sale comes back around and he's a bit cheaper um, because I'm pretty low on like green RB5s in general, especially green leaders. Um, and his I talked about this a little bit in my like conversation with Joker video, but he has a physical support gear set, which means that he is a lot squishier than normal, even though his damage output is still going to be pretty decent. Um, because of that, though, I, I kind of think about characters like Freddy. I have Freddy Rebirth 5, and Freddy is um, power crept to the point where he doesn't do as much damage. But at RB5, he still does survive significantly better um, than he did at L5. So I, I have hope that if I do Rebirth 5 him, then that that um, issue of his survivability kind of goes away a little bit. Um, the only thing I'd say that his actual kit kit is lacking is a lot... Um, his awareness stacking is not as good as, as it should be, I think. Um he the 50% on his basic really does feel like 50%. So he'll always get the one on his turn, but that one goes away pretty quickly. And then he's, like I said, he's still a squishy boy. So um, all three of his abilities, his active abilities have their own use, but I think his one and his three have the most utility in the game. Now, have you guys tried him out of leader? Cause I'm thinking that stun seems like it could be extremely useful, especially against like Azrael and, no i have not although i will say that he kind of allows other leaders 
to shine off lead um, because like his basic can give Martian Manhunter the awareness that he needs. Um, so if he ever loses those, he can just get it right back from Mongol and kind of take off off lead, which is nice. Um, I also pair Mera and Aquaman together because Mera will keep Mongol alive. Um, but she'll also help trigger Aquaman's like 90% turn meter gain against Black Flash. So there are pretty good combos out there. Also, the Atom himself is a very good um, supplement to Mongol as far as getting call assists out and purging debuffs. It's it's pretty great. Burger, have you tried him off lead? I have not. Okay, I was just curious. He seems like he might be decent off lead, so it's nice when they have an okay leader and then they're halfway decent off lead. Um, I've faced him a couple times. I haven't been too frightened by him yet, but I've only faced him maybe once or twice. And it was on, you know, I didn't bring Spectre, so I didn't test it. I'd like to, when I see him more in Wraith, I'd like to test him more. He does seem like a character I'd be pretty interested in because I always like greens. and That just tends to be what happens. Um, but he seems like he's a pretty decent character. Uh, Zubas, have you faced him at all? or? Uh, I have not uh, played with him. I have faced him. Um, I So I do think he... Say this, we uh, I briefly considered kind of putting in a request for a change to tank, and one of the considerations was the idea that we had just received like a whole bunch of very, very tanky tanks, um, you know, specifically for last month, and we didn't want to kind of inundate the community with tanks. Um, it's also much harder to get a change as opposed to, uh, you know, just sticking with what they have. On further review, I really don't think that the physical support gear set is that bad for him. Um, it's it's actually like it has one of the higher staminas of the gear sets that are available. It has the highest agility of any gear set that's available, really. So it's just the HP is a little bit lacking. Um, but for me, I would rather have the physical damage multipliers that he gets, like the defense boost that he gets, all of those things I think are, are pretty good for him. So it's that I, I think he's actually positioned correctly there. Um, but I, I think anytime you play with a character, especially at like L2, you're going to think that they are a little bit squishier than they should be. Um, it depends on what you're using him for. I hope the you're biggest, right. Yeah. Because you, but the only problem is that he has a taunt. That's it. I, if he didn't have that I, taunt. I agree with that. I, I agree that I... I I hate that taunt. I hate all these taunts that they've continually added to the game. Yeah, this I don't year. understand what the sudden fetish with taunts is. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Like the the passive ones, the like all these things. That it's I I don't love it. I don't love that direction for it. Um, but I I will say that um, if if you are looking for him as a specter counter, he is not the guy. Um, when we get the like hard counter to Spectre, and I think we've got a bunch of soft counters to Spectre this month, but if we ever get a hard <laughs> counter to Spectre, he will not be green. Like it, it will absolutely need to be a red tune. You're never going to get like a very, very good green counter to Spectre because Spectre can just d- decimate them. Well, and then I, I, I honestly feel like. I mean, I think we're probably going to go a couple months where they just give up because we've had <laughs> Spectre. Like, I mean, Peacemaker should have been the 
true Spectre counter. He has everything. He he just needs high damage, and he probably would have done the trick. But um, anyway, we've belabored. I'll say Spectre. this about about Spectre too. Like I just quickly on that issue, I guess is right about now is actually the time when we might be looking for that counter. And I say that because like when we've had these these really oppressive metas, like like Black Flash lasted from January until we got the Aquaman rework in October. So you're looking at like 10 months there. Yeah. Spectre was given to us in August. Right about now is when we might be looking for that major shift. And, you know, we'll talk about her in a second. Ursa is certainly one of them. Um, but but I think right about now is is when we should be looking for that. Like they, they seem to let these these metas like Wonder Girl uh, Deathstroke, like they they like to let them linger for for six to ten months before they really take action, and I think that that's what we're starting to see this month. Um, before we move on to Ursa, what are we thinking for legendary order on this? My just looking at the kit, I would think three first or five. Which what would you guys think, Burger? I, so I had I was torn between those two actually, but I, I ended up with five first. Then his three. Um, then I ended up taking his one just because, you know, as Tootie said, like you need to try to add a little bit of survivability to continue to get some of the benefit. And then two, then four. Tootie, would you concur with that or you? I, I disagree slightly and only because um, I think that the one should come before the three. Because he's just too squishy. I mean, maybe if you're at G8 and L2 is like the most common um, like level you're at, then maybe three is more important. Um, but I do feel like that's like like you said, if you're going to continue to reap the benefits of him being your leader, you need him to survive. And the stun can give you some survivability, but it's not phenomenal. Um, and I'm not so sure how I feel about the two being fourth because... Every character seems to have a buff these days. Uh, for for Bert, buff purges is nice, but you're almost never going to get that buff immunity down. Um, however, Harley Quinn is still everywhere, so I, I think those three evasions are more valuable in my opinion. I would personally go five one three four two. Yeah, I would personally go three first, just because I probably use them off lead sometimes. I don't understand um, that a little bit. Like, I get why you'd bring Darkseid off lead. I get why you'd bring Aquaman off lead because their passives are still like phenomenal. That first passive, but Mongol's first passive is just a defensive thing. But the the awareness, it's it's not like game changing. It doesn't help him. Like, yeah, but using having out. a stun, like if if there's Terra and Azrael, I can deal with it immediately with his stun. I guess I just don't know who you'd yeah. I mean, I, I, could... I, I think that, that that's one element of it. I think the other element of it is if he's not as good at leading as somebody else and you still want to use him and still want to use those moves, then then why wouldn't you use him off lead? Yeah, I could see myself bringing him to deal with Spectre, deal with Azriel, like any problem character. If I'm faster, I can just use him and guarantee that I get at least I can immobilize him one time. Okay. Like thinking about like Mongol under dark side where for instance, Mongol after every turn is now going to get a second chance to apply awareness to the entire team and gain awareness himself. 
that that seems like it would sustain him quite a bit and all yeah, of them, as well as doing damage and giving yourself defense. So, you know, I think, I think there is probably some, some usefulness to that. Um, and, and like hate has been saying that that stun is at, at least for me, uh, that I think will be a lifesaver against Azrael when I'm running all my blues. Yeah. He just seems like he has some viability off lead. I mean, granted it's hard to tell without using them. Um, but I think you could. I think I think there's an argument for all three, three, five, and one. Like those are the three you really need, and then the other two are kind of just gravy, um, or specific if you want to deal with something. I mean, they're both. He's he's an L five character. Like you really want to get him L five, but I think those three abilities, the three, five, and one, are probably the most important. I'd agree with that. And then depending on how you want to use them, it's going to be. I mean, have you got have either one of you faced him against uh, Lex teams? Does that work pretty well? Or, um, I don't know about Berger's experience, but in mine, I almost don't even notice it. Like when I bring him on leader, it's literally because of the anti stun thing. It's not because of the into speed downs. Um, I thought that the speed downs would be like the reason would he would be able to survive longer because. It would allow him to like speed himself up and get more awarenesses, but um, I only the only thing I think about with his leadership is the stun, the anti-stun. I, I don't even care about his transmutation. How about you, Burger? Yeah, I've, I've taken him. I've played with him a lot. Um, I don't remember it being like a massive difference with uh, Lex, though. So nothing that I've really noticed. Yeah, I think it's going to need to be if if we really want like intups to be, we need like a star girl where they turn them into int downs, and then it happens on the enemy turn, not the not your turn. Yeah, yep. It's just um, nominal. Last question on him before we move on: What would you give him a grade A, B, C? Hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh no, you go first. You go for it. Uh at L2, um prediction for L5 is B tier. Yeah, that's you know, I was gonna say B, and I think it, he needs to be he needs to be fast, and so you have to compliment him fast to, in order to deal with some of the stuff, and he's just he's just so squishy. Um and so yeah, I'd probably end up saying B. I do feel like Tootie was right in the fact that like Peacemaker kind of is a B tier character, but he's borderline S tier at RB five. I wonder if he's that. I, I feel like he's the type of character that would benefit greatly from high rebirths. Yeah, I think so. I think that would be the best way to take it. Um, let's move on to Ursa, who is one we're I think a little more excited about. And Zubaz, if you want to give us her background. Yeah, uh, Ursa is confusing, um, and I say that because of the kind of convoluted history between Ursa and Feora. Um, so they have given us Ursa in the game. Uh, if you watched the most recent Superman movie, Feora, uh, or sorry, the most recent like Man of Steel movie, Feora was Ursa in all but name. Um, Ursa was the character that they gave us in the Superman, the movie, like 
the one from way back. Uh, whereas Feora was the one that first existed in the comics. Um, she had a handful of appearances like pre-crisis. She serves as the inspiration for Ursa in the movie. And so we've got this just messy, messy background. They've now since then, like since within the last decade, they now have both of these characters within the comics but they have also used them interchangeably. <laughs> so um, what we have is this sort of hybrid. It reminds me a lot of the, the Aqualad situation where we have kind of this strange hybrid of the Young Justice version of Calderam and then the comic book version of Jackson Hyde. That's kind of what we have here. We, they gave her the name Ursa, but depending on what media you've consumed, you may know her as Ursa or Feora. Um, and other than that, I mean, she's seems to be pretty much the same across the board. She hates men. Uh, she hates Superman specifically, um, which is great. Um, she is your typical Kryptonian, has all the powers of a Kryptonian. And so I think in this particular case, the kit that they have given her really well reflects uh, her powers and her abilities, um, because she is definitely a super, super tune here. Um, just even what they have on paper, but then we've seen in the video how powerful she is. I don't have like a recommendation for reading Ursa or Feora. I don't think that they've been treated particularly well. I also am, am loath to recommend Superman stories, um, but you can uh, watch her uh, in the original, in, in, in Superman the movie, um, and also just treating Feora as Ursa in the, the Man of Steel movie. Berger, do you have any Ursa recommendations? I know you read a lot of Superman. Not really. Um, yeah, nothing really comes to mind that like stands out that it's like a great storyline or anything with her. I know, I believe you're kind of seeing her a little bit in Young Justice right now. Um, I, I've never watched that cartoon series, by the way. I, I feel I'll, almost I, I like it. that. I've heard from like it's good. tons yeah. of people that yeah. it's good. I need to yeah, next okay. it's inconsistent. It's inconsistent, but I think it's overall pretty good. Uh, yeah, so I, I, she's in there right now, but I, uh, you know, there's nothing really that comes to mind that's like, hey, you know, go check this out to see more about it. I think part of the problem is she's always, always kind of like a, you know, background player to Zod, um, and so nothing comes to mind where it like really kind of shows her up front like doing stuff now is there any um in the comic or maybe the more recent ones is since she's reflected in game as um non-binary is that normal oh no, my god that is i think a mistake <laughs> in the coding <laughs> i just joke uh, you know it's a listen it's a fair question within you know within the last several months of of DC comics especially i think it's a totally reasonable question but i i do believe it's a mistake in game Okay. Yeah. If anybody is wondering, <laughs> if you search for her under male or female, she does not show up. But so you have to have, you have to have both of them on. Um, it's because she's immune to filters. That's the reason. Yeah. Which, <laughs> there you go. Which maybe she was designed by Joshua. So. <laughs> Could be it. So let's get into her two D trying. I guess so. Burger had to slow gear her. And he's very unhappy about that so, mm -hmm. <laughs> because she does look very good. Um, the videos I've seen, I was hoping Hawkeye would have made it in by now. 
Uh, but it doesn't look like he's going to make it. So 2D Tron, it's your show. All right. Take it away. That's fine. Um, so I don't know too much about her um, as far as lore wise goes, but every, like I said, like Zubaz said, depending on what media you've consumed, um, she is always depicted as like the, the female badass. Like, um, there was a scene in that movie way back when in the seventies or eighties where she like picks up a manhole and throws it at Superman. And it's like a, uh, like the epic moment in, in that movie for her. Um, and then in man of steel where she like beats the crap out of like the U S military. Um, she's ruthless and she's badass. And I, I don't have any kind of like love for her specifically other than that. But um, as Berger stated in Young Justice and Zubaz stated how she's very confusing with Feora, they are two separate characters uh, in the same scene in Young Justice. And I think that was um, an interesting take as well. But as far as in game goes, um, first, I do want to mention her bug, um, which we thought was a good bug at first, but it is actually terrible. Um, her supervision, her two, where she gets awarenesses and true sight. Um, for some reason, when you use it, even though it's just a buff ability, you have to select an enemy, um, in order to use it, and it, it removes an awareness from that enemy. If and that's why we thought it was a good bug. But the problem is, is that it counts as an like a no damage AOE ability to the enemy team. So if you use it and Barda or Azrael or anyone who has like a reactionary ability, um, they will get triggered by this ability. Like you cannot buff up as her without thinking Azrael is going to take off without Barda potentially taunting kind of thing. Um, so that is a bug that needs to be fixed because it is actually like detrimental. Um, however, the great thing about her, the actual phenomenal thing about her is that even L2 she competes with um, like my rebirth roster um, as far as damage goes. Like she can one shot Spectre without even taking the 50% extra damage against men ability. Like L3 is going to be her sweet spot. Like you want, um, you want her five, you want her three, and you want her four. Those are the three legendary points that I think are going to be absolutely required of her um, going forward because you're going to be able to destroy all the blues um, and a lot of reds. I've actually one-shotted um, Asriel before. Full health, a little bit overhealed, some shield. She took it, her three took him from all of that to nothing, and it was amazing. I think he was a rebirth one Asriel, and she's still L2 for me. Um, so the damage is amazing. She's going to be basically the PvP version of um, Superwoman, like the PvP viable version of Superwoman um, as far as damage goes. And she has some good protection. Like, if you're no longer worried about. Um, about triggering someone on the enemy team, but you maybe have like a Hal Jordan or a Terra out there that will kill you. Um, you can still use your supervision to get those awarenesses and protect yourself. Um, now, does that true sight really last for four turns or? Uh, I haven't really paid attention to that, but I don't, I've never had an issue with it either. Okay. I've never had like, that's, that's like, a long true sight. So you use yeah. that and you'd be her. 
her buff stacking is phenomenal. Like you, you do see the empowered strength ups every turn. You do see the empowered stamina ups every turn. Um, the fact that her basic cannot miss, like she is a safe damage red to take against Harley Quinn, Spectre, um, a little bit against Barda, but like obviously she excels against men. So Azrael, she's she's a safe damage red. Other than that, two triggering people on the other side. That's the only issue. Man, she does seem like she's really good. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> one note that I would say too, like I know we, we focus a lot on legendary order, but people are also, you know, they have rings to consider in terms of their resources. And for what you're ringing for her, that third skill is like that is what you really need to target. Um, if you if you aren't aware, the scaling on her third skill, the the killing my favorite part, um, the heavy damage to a single enemy, that has the highest scaling of any damage move in the game. Um, so you can get away with ringing just that skill, throwing some strength ups on her, and having that ignore shields, ignore awareness, and just killing Spectre without ringing the rest of her kit, and she would still be viable. I would argue that you need to ring the fourth as well, because that's how you get those empowered uh, strength ups. Yeah, um, I mean, that's fine, but, like, you can also give them to her with other people. Um, It's also, like, it it also starts pretty high, uh, which is nice, too. Like, it starts at 75%, so so you're already at a a pretty good shot. But, I mean, yeah, of course, Ringer max her out because she's a great tune. Um, but but in terms of what you want to focus on first, like that that three is destructive. Let me ask you a question on her: Is um, could she kill Spectre turn one with that three without needing yes. buffs and everything? Uh, well, she'll automatically get the one empowered strength up mm-hmm. if you have it ringed out and everything. Um, if you take her under a cheetah or um, what should we call it? Kilowog can do it too, and obviously, without yeah, support, without any any support, could she without crit? Will she at L two kill Spectre at all? Do you know? At L two, it's um, and without the fifty percent, like it depends on what legendary you take for sure. If you skip the um, the fifth legendary for if you take her L two and you skip the fifth and you take the mm-hmm. four instead, she will one shot him every wow. time. Wow. I feel like you're telling me I should just say screw up, up and away and siege and just do this right now. <laughs> yeah, but then what's the point? I mean, you, you got it. Right. I I would definitely um, hold off if you have to, but because um, here's the thing. she As good as she is, she is simple and she's not like incredibly fun. She like... She's not like Captain Adam. Captain Adam's always doing stuff. He's like running around, blowing things up on his own, just whatever. She still needs to take her turn. You know, Um, she still has, she has a lot in her kit, but she's just not like exciting. She just, she just offers you a lot. Is she faster than Spectre? I don't think so. She's 86 plus 30. So that's 116. So no. Okay. That's a shame. Now I, do agree with 2D in terms of her having like a very plain kit and that not being particularly fun for let's say players like 2D and I. Um, there are certain players in the game who have a lot of fun by just murdering things. 
and right. just clicking on a tune and they disappear instantly. And so if that is your idea of fun, then yes, you will have a lot of fun with Ursa. <laughs> I want to know, I want to take I, bets I like on M4 taking her RB5 to add another red one-shotter to his arsenal. I don't think Shiva does it anymore. I think he has to have, I think, the most powerful roster. And right now he's competing with me in numbers, like a, <laughs> like a dummy. Like, oh, I'm going to take this really crappy character. Well, he, he wouldn't do it with Hush. I'll give him that. But um, he he wants to have that highest team power still. So I don't know what Ursa's team power is going to be. But And share with the audience, what is your max team power now, Tootie? Um, I think it's like 47, three something. Let me double check. Um, where was it? Well, we are in the dojo. Yeah, we are. 47,398. So 2D is the highest known. And I would argue, I we're pretty sure we know the highest known team in existence. The man who specializes in breaking the meta and not being the meta. <laughs> so oh my goodness. He has become what? the meta. One of those four characters is Hush, so that will, like, no one's ever going to do that. No one's ever going to take Hush up. True. That's true. I don't even think Hush's parents would take him up there. <laughs> I Probably. guess we'll find out. Like, he's got that sixth day. I think it ends today, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it there'll be There'll be some 2D fan out there that'll do it. I've seen, like, Rebirth. Not, not a Hush fan, a 2D fan. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not a Hush fan. They're doing it because they want to they wanna follow their their leader. I am a cult leader. It's fine. <laughs> now, um, one other thing about her is she does seem like she's going to maybe not overtake Superwoman because I don't think it would take a special kind of tune to overtake Superwoman. But I think she's going to be a great raid character, probably for the shorter fights, maybe not the real long fights where Superwoman really excels. But I, I really think she's going to be phenomenal in raids, probably f- forever. I think you're overestimating that. Uh, I mean, for five turns, she's going to gain empower strengths up, so they can keep stacking. One will fall off, but she's going to gain right. one. The reason why that Superwoman takes off is because of the crit ups, the crit damage ups, and the strength up combination of it all. If she only has the empowered strength ups, like she'll be acceptable, but she's not going to be great. Uh, you're right. She does have a buff move as well. Yeah, exactly. I do think for this next raid, when she has the, the um, a multiplier uh, that's not revealing any private information, we are accustomed to the new tune being a three times multiplier. So I'm not relying on anything else, certainly. Um, but if, let's say, for instance, they do give her the three times multiplier, I think she will be better than Superwoman in this particular raid. Uh, but beyond that, I think Superwoman will still be the go to. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, you're right for this, this raid, she's going to be phenomenal. Um, my other question to you, Tootie, because I do want, I don't have any reds that one shot out of the gate, especially annoying characters like a specter. Do you think if assuming we have a mother's day tap joy, would her stale sales still be active? Cause we get her sale normally would be this week, right? <laughs> Should be tomorrow night. We get the sale. Um, her, her 8K will still be active. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Excellent. Mother's Excellent. Day is this week. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, <laughs> it's on Sunday. Yeah, I, yeah, I so- it was this weekend. I just couldn't remember how long the sale lasts. <laughs> <Okay>. However. <laughs> yeah, the, the 8K one goes for a full week. 
the new tune sales are always the 8,000 gems for 100 fragments. It is one of the worst sales ever in the, like they make the new tunes as expensive as possible. So that way, cause it costs you about 500,000 gems to take a new tune from, um, I think L5 to RB5. If you wait six months, that price goes down to 250,000 gems. Yes. And the, the rework sales here's, are actually yeah. like the best. Here's, here's the, the only two issues with that is one, you're then not getting to play with your, your maxed out Ursa for six months. And then mm-hmm. two, as we know from Reddit and discord this weekend, the game is not going to be, active in six months oh, like it's, it's, it's shutting down almost immediately <laughs> don't scare uh, so, people <laughs> so i just don't know if uh if you want to wait six months but you know well uh, in my current gem situation it is not feasible um but you know if we have a mother's day tap joy it may be it may what, what did be. you spend all your gems on from the last tap joy I only, for real i only have like 600 thousand <laughs> okay, that's well, not gonna well, last well, that long oh right. is a is a very uh so, i learned there, during the but... great drought of january <laughs> to april um that's i think i had think i had over a million and i did not make it to april right if you are a free-to-play player listening right now <laughs> i apologize <laughs> For having to deal with these absolute one percenters, one uh, percenter. Uh, know. As I live in my parents' who, who, bedroom, who will who will never in their like in their entire playing career will never even see a million gems. And he's like, oh, <laughs> it doesn't last three months. <laughs> no, it doesn't last very long. I was at a million as well, or close to. It was like nine eighty something, and now I'm I'm never down I've to never like never had a million three hundred. Or 230, but that's all going to go away because I've got to buy um, Captain Adam next week. So, well, as uh, bad it's the fault is yours because you could have smooth skin too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it I took it away from Android. I can't do it anymore. It is it is my fault? Um, well, the other thing that is also my fault, as uh, Joshua has noted on Reddit, and this is true, is that I actually advocated that we do not receive compensation. Um, and uh-huh. that instead that the compensation come to me. So like, if you see me with like new RB five tunes, like my new RB five silver Banshee, that's where that comes from. Like I don't <laughs> buy away. I get it straight from WB and they just allow me to purchase the, the tunes. So it's nice to be on the payroll. It is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I, if, if, if I wasn't doing that, I'm not sure I'd play the game. So. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I feel like we need to have a disclaimer right there because some people are going to go. <laughs> You're not going to understand the sarcasm. Yeah. yeah. Let's wait for like 20 seconds. After, okay. It's been enough time. So they already shit their pants. Uh, <laughs> now we're telling you, go clean up. He was he was not being truthful right there. There's only about four people still listening because we're 44 minutes in. So we're, we're pretty safe. The average listen length is 18 minutes. So. What is your percentage, though? I always have like a twenty percent that are just still sticking around. I think just ours is significantly okay. lower. Somewhere <laughs> after thirty minutes, Baz drops a bombshell. You gotta get uh... yeah. We should tell people at the beginning, like we're gonna drop some serious information at the end. <laughs> and you know, they have to I think around. I'm gonna start doing that. I have a ton, and I've been saying this for like six months, but I have a ton <laughs> of graphic novels and comics that 
I keep thinking about just selling, but I could do a lot of them as giveaways. And then, yeah, but I only do the giveaway late in the show and I'll do it at random, like either in the middle or the end and kind of bounce back and forth. So you don't just fast forward to the last 10 minutes. Um, we actually did uh, for the tournament of legends. We, we stuck that little teaser at the end um, for tournament of legends blitz. And I was surprised that there were actually several people in chat that were like, I'm exhausted. It is like midnight my time, but I'm waiting until the end to see what your announcement is. So it does work in some capacity, but that might also be because it's a live stream and not something you can fast forward. People were upset at your announcement. <laughs> they were furious. They thought you were got you had some insider info from WB. They're like, what's the new content coming out? They were so mad. I knew what it was, but I was... It's, uh, it's on them. We never said anything about <laughs> new content or anything. The way you market things matters. <laughs> you were like, it's going to change the face of DCL forever. And I will say you it's guys well. did amazing job. Too. I mean, it, it, it was better than like... I've watched you know a lot of those tournaments, um, you know, the esports tournaments for a lot of different games. You guys' production value is honestly better it's than crazy. some of them. It like really for is multi-million crazy. dollar like, games. Yeah. Josh, like he, I mean, he puts a, an enormous amount of effort into it. Um, he, he really does the heavy lifting and um, the boy and I just kind of come along for the commentary and stuff. And, and we have our like side sideways that we help and stuff, but it is, it is something that uh, we're, we're pretty proud of. And I, I think the, the other thing is it does get better every single time. Um, like even if you watch the the most recent one compared to the first one there, even those are like worlds apart. So, so our hope is that it's just going to keep getting better. And, uh, and yeah, we, we, we did change the face of DCL with tournament of legends blitz. I, I missed the announcement cause it's way past my bedtime. So <laughs> if you want to reiterate here and one quick thing for those of you that are unaware, um, I did post a couple of my, runs my first and second run from turning on the legends um it's super fun contest complex rules i would say not super complex but fairly complex rules where you have you know they try to keep it as competitive as possible most of the met super meta tunes except for lex are banned um it's you know you can't use the same characters for more than a couple weeks it's it's done as kind of a bracketed like uh, a bracket system where you know different people have to beat different people to move. It's super fun, super cool idea. So well done. And congratulations, M4, our very own M4 from our Court of Owls and tier list group for his triple crown win. Before Zubaz goes in and explains, I have to call you out a little bit for that content hate because uh, I got a notification on my phone once that I was like, oh, hate mail streaming, what? That never happens. So I go in like five minutes later. It's already over. What? And I'm like, what the heck? And then I was like, maybe he's bugging out or whatever. He'll be back, whatever. I forgot about it because it never came back. And then you uploaded it to YouTube and I go in. It's literally like a four minute long video. And I'm like, what happened? You just quit? I was so upset. I was like, I wanted to watch for two hours. I went in and fought the first match because I was... You know, I don't normally have two hours. That's my only complaint about Tournament of Legends is there's, in some cases, like a three-day window or less to do your two-hour run. And um, I was like, okay, I knew my opponent had already done extremely well. I did not pick. I did not think very... I, I went in with my best characters first, so I was going in with not the best lineup. 
So I kind of knew I shot myself in the foot after I did it because I was trying to save some characters for later. And, you know, I just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rookie when it comes to tournament of legends. And so I knew it was going to be a, a difficult match. And I saw a team that was set up to my, my roster was not set up to beat very easily. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to do that one first. And if I lose, I'm just going to call it quits. Cause I'm not going to just sit here and do it for two <laughs> hours. So needless to say, it went about as the way I expected. And it may be a little worse. And um, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and play this for two hours because it's just not worth it. But next next tournament legends, I'll, I'll be a little more strategic on how I do things. Practice yeah. a little bit this time. And and speaking of just the idea that, you know, sometimes it, it, it is a big commitment um, in terms of how long you have to play and everything. That is one of the things that we're going to change about tournament of legends blitz. It's, it's going to be a much smaller format. Uh, it's it's really just going to be for fun. It's not going to be kind of like as prestigious or big as the full tournament of legends, but um, it's going to have a speed component of it. Um, so you know, like you watch some of these these TOL runs, and they're phenomenal play. But you see somebody just going through their whole roster and picking exactly which tunes they're going to use, and and thinking about every match and stuff. And we're trying to basically lessen that, such that these streams might be like a half hour, uh, you know, really just blast through one board and, and see what you can do. So that's going to be kind of one of the ideas for, for this fun little thing that we're going to test out coming in June. Uh, so, yeah, so I think it'll, I think it'll be good. And I do want to do, and I announced this at the end of an AAD episode. And when I blatantly rip off tournament legends and do a one-time event called the tournament of trash, and it's going to be around a theme, as you could guess. I haven't put it together or done any work yet, but that is is the goal. Is the Tournament of Legends still, I know, is viewable for a period of time on Josh's um, Twitch. It is. They're, is it? They're, they're actually all going to be on YouTube. Okay. Um, yeah. So he, I sent him a message saying I'll, I'll happily there. post it to WROL if he wants, but I didn't know if he had it. He didn't respond to me, so. Oh, uh, well, he's the worst, so. Well, I think he was like, what are you trying to steal my my video <laughs> he had, <laughs> if he had a youtube so it's just trying to be helpful he has a youtube but it has like 16 subscribers so. well he is like he only posts like oh well I, sorry mr <laughs> with all the youtube subscribers 16 isn't good. Uh, you know, well, the reason fine. he has 16 subscribers <laughs> is that he hasn't posted content in like a year and a half on it so that that has a lot to do with it <laughs> because <laughs> i went on because he said i have a youtube and i'm like you do and i went on i'm like no you don't you've posted like three <laughs> videos in four years <laughs> so yep. um before we um close up we never did ursa's legendary order so um, oh, especially since she's oh. coming out soon I think. <laughs> for those of you still okay. listening and you'll just check the sheet anyway but um what are, what are we thinking um i'm guessing three first right Yep, three first, absolutely. And then I would go four, five, um, one, two. Yeah, I haven't played with her yet. I thought three, five, four, two, one. Yeah. The awareness has uh, the extra awareness on the two is actually pretty important. But the only reason I say two last is because of the bug. If the bug goes away, two is more important. Okay. I can see where the four is second because if you're if you're using her to kill Spectre, which I think is probably the main reason you want her, mm-hmm. is you want that fifty percent extra damage so she can nuke him. 
And then the stun, like, immunity, like, loses a lot of its value as soon as Spectre dies. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I, again, I have not played with her. I would probably consider pushing that to pretty far back only because I don't see myself using that move that often. Like, unless I want the true sight, I think she's going to be a kill, kill, kill tune. So just do the damage. And, like, if, if you're going into a long fight with her, uh, you're probably using her wrong. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it makes sense. More damage! Oh, was that a sound effect or was, was that you? That was me. Was it... Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> I thought you hit a button I and people it. stuck around to the end because now it's worth it. Uh, well, I don't know why like... I don't do it more on podcasts. But I actually do a lot of sound effects. Yeah, just it sounded like you hit a button and like a WWE wrestler came up. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sounded like like Mortal Kombat or something to me. Yeah, it's it's awesome. it sounded like you were trying out Mortal Kombat. Uh, all right that's funny all right so yeah she's great probably an a-tune right is that what you're feeling tootie absolutely a-tune um i'm i'm pretty excited for her i think she's gonna be really good i'm she's one that may sneak into the i i already i said i wasn't gonna do it i'm already hedging a little that i may she may be worth high rebirth because if she's an rb5 she could probably kill any blue any red maybe even hurt weak greens i think her only the her lack of lore is going to be as far as the rebirth 5 showcase goes i think anybody who values gameplay is really going to absolutely go for it yeah she seems she seems really good squishy probably but actually i would say less so than uh mongol that's surprising because she has really low health hit points. Uh, those two awarenesses save her, but also I don't. I just don't have people like target her very often. She's she's kind of just fine. Hmm. Okay, good to hear. All right, folks. Well, be sure to check her out. Thanks, uh, Zubazenberger, as always, and Tutitron for joining us. Yeah, it was great, guys. Appreciated the invite. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Hi. This is Renee Sylvia, 88, DC Legends moderator. Thank you for listening to this episode of WROL Broadcast. If you like the show, please check out patreon.com slash WROL Broadcast and find out how to get cool perks. And for those of you who didn't know, Tootie Tron is a freaking princess. <laughs> <laughs>